You are now listening to the Living Numbers Podcast. This is the Living Numbers Podcast, and I am your host, Tony Rams. And today I am here with an NBA preview. Now, if you don't like sports, that is 100% okay. I have 24, 24 other episodes, and they're all amazing. Definitely go check one of those out, and I will have something for my non-sports people here pretty soon. Maybe we'll double dip this week. I'll drop two episodes. But for today, we have our NBA preview. I'm going to go through all 30 teams. Some teams I've spent more time on than others. But I got a very special way how I'm going to do this. But first, make sure you all like, subscribe, share, follow, download. I've definitely been gaining some headway. Thank you out there to all of my listeners, my followers, my supporters. My hat goes off to you literally if you're watching this my head just i just took my detroit hat off for you uh, so also make sure you all go follow me on ig at underscore tony rambles underscore and if you would like to participate in the show you can email the show at one tony rambles at gmail.com i'm so used to saying at before everything one the number one tony rambles at gmail.com of course you can listen to me on anchor spotify google apple breaker stitcher uh what is that there, I, i'm everywhere just google it the living numbers podcast tony rambles and it'll pop up so without further ado we have our first number and that's just gonna be 30 Right, I got a couple of numbers here. I've got 30 teams. I've got six different categories that each team will fall into. And we'll start off with the top dogs. Right, we've got win a title or bust. This year is all about winning a championship, no matter what. So, of course, we've got Brooklyn. We've got the Lakers, and we've got the Milwaukee Bucks. So for each team, I just have a couple of questions, right? Team by team, what are my questions? Will their one superstar, of course, which is Giannis, be enough if everyone is healthy? So obviously this team is good. Uh, they have very good players in Drew Holiday. They've got Chris Middleton. They've got a lot of good guys coming back, right? They have some continuity. And they only have one superstar. Now, with how a lot of teams are constructed now, at least the best ones, you got at least two. But they've got a really, 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 really high ceiling one, which is Giannis, who's literally an MVP candidate every year. Then they've got Middleton, they got Drew, they got Dante DiVincenzo coming back. They also picked up Grayson Allen. They got George Hill, who he, he could just go play anywhere, and he's okay. Uh, they got Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis is still there, uh, Rodney Hood they picked up. So will this be enough if you have Brooklyn that is at full strength with Kyrie Irving, who, of course, I'll talk about as well. And they're projected to win 54 games and be number two in the East. That's my question for them. Giannis is amazing. If you got to have only one number one, I mean, outside of a, I don't know. You can't say LeBron right now because his age, his past couple years he's been injured. KD is not, he doesn't do everything that Giannis does. Because obviously his age too, and then just I mean Giannis is a freak athlete. He's super tall, super long. You know, only thing that Kevin Durant has over him, of course, is the shot, which is amazing, amazing efficiency what Kevin Durant does. But Giannis is super efficient in his own way. 
And he does a lot of stuff on defense, right? Inside, outside, help defense. It's crazy. Uh, but we'll see if his if his lone star, him, if it's enough. So let's jump into the Brooklyn Nets since I've already touched on them. They are projected to win 54 games and be the number one seed. Of course, the number one question is Kyrie Irving. What are you going to do with this guy? It looks like he may not be playing. Um, but if he gets vaccinated, then, of course, he'll be back. He'll be playing and, you know, they'll be rolling because when you got three guys, right, I think Kevin Durant and James Harden are superstars. We've seen them carry teams by them. Actually, have we seen Kevin Durant carry a team by himself? No, we have not. But we know James Harden can, and he's the number two on this team. And Kyrie Irving is a, is a star. Right, because my definition of superstars, can you carry your team to the second round by yourself? Kyrie Irving cannot do that. His team's never won when it was just him. So what's going to happen with Kyrie? With those three guys there, all bets, I'm not going to say are off because Giannis is amazing, but it's going to be really difficult for anybody to get through through Brooklyn. Um, but my next question is, is the depth going to produce – Right, we have a lot of guys on this team now. A lot of people are talking about this team because of the names, and not necessarily who they are right now. Right, we know what Lamarcus Aldridge used to be. We know what Blake Griffin used to be. Right, we even know what Paul Millsap used to be. But we need to look at these guys for who they are now. Lamarcus Aldridge didn't play last year. He had some issues. Great thing he's okay, and he's back to being able to play ball. Blake Griffin, eh? he had that first year in Detroit, and he was all NBA third team. And then after that, he was kind of up and down, injured a lot. Can we count on Blake Griffin to stay healthy, even if he's playing like 10 minutes a game? I don't know. Um, I really like Nick Claxton. He really should play a lot of minutes. Of course, they go and sign Patty Mills. He's going to play, especially if Kyrie doesn't come back. That might be the biggest signing of anyone because of their situation. Joe Harris is going to do his thing. He's got to hit shots in the playoffs, though. Bruce Brown is going to do his thing. I like Javon Carter as a pickup, underrated. He's got some great defense. He's hitting that three ball. James Johnson, I love him as a Swiss Army knife. Can play three, four, five. Does a lot of great things on defense. And is, you know, you can manage him on offense. Uh, Cam Thomas, hey, if you didn't see him in the preseason, he's a bucket. He might force his way into playing time at some point. That's just how good he is at getting points. Now, does this team necessarily need points like that? When you got James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, not really. But a guy like Cam Thomas can spell for those guys when they need to take days off. So that's Brooklyn. Of course, we got to touch on the Lakers, who is projected to be your number one seed in the West and win 53 games. Now, will all their stars be healthy? That's question number one. Both LeBron and Russell Westbrook have had, oh, of course, and Anthony Davis have had injury issues at least recently. At worst, Russell Westbrook has a track record of knee issues. Anthony Davis is never healthy. And LeBron uh, is very old in terms of NBA age, right? I think he's 38. So how healthy are the stars going to be? My next is who who's going to defend on this team? I don't know who is going to play perimeter defense besides maybe THT. I think he he's a good defender, but he's out with a thumb injury right now. Okay, so we've got to wait to see what that's going to look like. But Russell Westbrook, not a defender. Will, uh, Wayne Ellington, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, Rondo. Like, none of these guys are defenders. LeBron James is more of a center fielder, Roman kind of defender now. He's not a one-on-one guy anymore. Only guy that they got on the wing that can, like, kind of defend is Kent Bazemore. Trevor Reese is out with an ankle issue. It, is he going to come back and be able to defend? I don't know. Carmelo Anthony is sure not a defender. Okay, so 
Who's going to defend on the perimeter? Is it kind of just going to be, okay, funnel everything to AD, funnel everything to DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard? I don't know. This team's been built on defense since Frank Vogel and, and LeBron James got there. So who's going to defend? I'm not sure. That's my question about the Lakers. But if anybody can figure it out, I have the utmost confidence in LeBron James. So I think LeBron is going to be LeBron again because remember he was in the MVP candidate last year before he got hurt. So people are talking about his age and injuries and blah, blah, blah. Is he still the best player in the league? He was an MVP candidate before he got hurt. He was probably going to win it. So those are my three win a title or bust. So now we're going to move a tier down. And these teams are kind of, they have to at least be in the conference championship discussion, right? And I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams. Now, are all of these teams good enough to call themselves into this discussion? Uh, that's debatable. However, some of these are due to just situational, and I'll start with that team, and that's the Portland Trailblazers. Now, Dame will be amazing. We all know that. But can they be good enough that if the opportunity arises, would it be good enough to take, a, take that step through the door like Phoenix did last year? Now, remember, both L.A. teams got hurt, and then Utah was having injury issues. Um... And then Phoenix was like, hey, well, look what we have here. We're going to step right on into this NBA Finals. No big deal. We'll take it. We got Chris Paul. We got Devin Booker. We got Aiton, who's playing out of his mind. I don't think the Trailblazers will be able to do that. I don't think that they have enough. We've seen the Dame and CJ show. We've seen it more times than we need to see it. Of course, they're going to get buckets. They're all, they've always been a, a backcourt that's been too small. Their defense is always bad. They still, I mean, they have Norm Powell, Tony Snell, Ben Mack. I mean, these guys aren't defenders either. They'll probably be a top five offense in the league. But defensively, I mean, you got Larry Nash Jr. He's going to be able to do some things. Yusuf Nurkic, of course, helps that defense tremendously when he's in the game. But he's had some injury issues. So, will this team be good enough to take that step if somebody else gets injured? I don't think so. But they're, they better make it to the conference title or Dame's out. He's out of there. Even if they do make it to the conference finals, it has to be competitive. They can't get rolled like they did last time. So, Portland's in that, that group, even though I don't think that they're good enough to be. Another one. Uh, oh, by the way, Portland's projected to win 45 games and to be seventh in the West, which is in the play-in tournament. Boston Celtics projected to win 47 games and fifth in the East. Now, let's start with this question. Does Schroeder fit with what the Celtics need? And they actually need a point guard, a distributor. They don't need another person that's going to come in there and need the ball and take shots. That's why you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. That's exactly why you had those guys. And then Marcus Smart likes to have the ball in his hands. Sometimes he feels like he's a superstar, even though he's not. He's very, very, very important to that team. I hope they do not trade him. But does Dennis Schroeder fit with what they need? I would have liked if they got a guy like Ricky Rubio, who's a, a distributor and plays a little bit of defense. I would have liked him better there. But they kind of lucked up with Schroeder as far as him betting on himself and losing. And now he's just kind of scrambling, looking for a job. And they really got him on the cheap. So if you can add a guy of that talent, then, of course, you want to do that. Uh, also, can Jalen Brown be a superstar? So you have Jason Tatum. And he is, I mean, he's going to play his way into a top 10 discussion. 
can Jalen Brown get to that next level? Because I think in order for them to win a championship, Jalen Brown has to be that good too. He has to be because they don't have enough if he's not. They just don't. Uh, So if they can be, uh, Jalen Rose said this, but I've been kind of saying this for a while now. If they can be Paul George and Kawhi Leonard light, if they can do that, and both play on that caliber, then they have a real chance because you got to have wings, big wings control the league. They just do. I've talked about that many times already. But if Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are superstars, then now they can carry a Marcus Smart, uh, Josh Richardson, who looks much better on that team than he did uh, in Dallas, even though he showed some promise before Dallas. I think it was just never having the ball in his hands because Luka controls everything over there, which we'll talk about later. So we're going to go from Boston to another team in the East who made some very, very good moves. I think everybody really liked what they did. And that's going to be the Miami Heat. And I think everybody is going to ask this same question because you got a lot of guys that are scrappy and know how to play. I think they'll figure out fit together as far as who likes what where. But are they too old? Because Kyle Lowry's getting up there in age. He's been nicked a little bit. Jimmy Butler is getting up there in age. He, I mean, he had a little, I mean, everybody has some injury issues. Um, Bam is amazing. We'll just leave it at that. But do they start to fall off the cliff a little bit? Right, P.J. Tucker didn't shoot it as good as he he had in Houston when he went to Milwaukee. He's going to play great defense. We know that. Um, Victor Oladipo is still kind of somewhere hidden on this depth chart. I mean, is he going to play? Is he going to be any good? Is he going to want to play with this team? I don't know. But if those guys can play like they have been, they're going to be an issue for people. They're projected to win 48 games and be number four in the East. Also, the other question that I have for the Miami Heat is, are their young guys going to get any better? And of course, we're talking about Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, and even Bam to a degree, because, I mean, Bam is still not this great, great scorer. He's really, really good on defense. He's not an amazing rebounder. He's a good rebounder. He's a very good player. But does he is has he hit his ceiling? Is he who he's going to be? Or is he going to add a little back back to the basket game? Maybe not. I see him more as a face-up guy because he's got a little midi. Mirange Jumper. He's extending his range. Can he extend his range to the three-point line? I hope so. Duncan Robinson, is this it? Just, you know, spot up guy. Right? He's not necessarily a defender, but he's kind of big. So that helps play defense. And Tyler Hero, is he going to be the guy that we saw in the bubble that was going off, getting buckets like crazy? Or is he going to be this, you know, middling guy, kind of, you know, like a off-the-bench spark plug guy? Can Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, as well as Bam, kind of take that next step and get even better? Because if they do, ooh, buddy. They are going to be a big problem for the Eastern Conference. And we'll go with our last East team, and that is the 76ers. Now, remember, all of these teams here, they their aim is at least conference. If Ben plays, they're going to be a top seed in the East. They're just too good not to. Unless he comes and does a James Harden, and it just stinks up the joint. It's just terrible on purpose. Uh, because if not for Joel Embiid, who else do you trust on that team? Because, I mean, Tobias Harris, I don't know if anybody paid attention, but he wasn't great last year in the playoffs either. Danny Green, he's, yeah, he's falling. Seth Curry was amazing. He was awesome. But he's not a guy that's going to be able to do that all the time. Right, He has his own limitations with his stature and his defensive abilities. Shake Milton, I think he kind of is what he is. Now, Tyrese Maxey, he's got some room. Very young. We've seen flashes. We'll see if Tyrese Maxey can kind of take that next step. But 
who of these guys do you trust in the playoffs besides Embiid? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Now, if they do trade Ben, who are they getting back? That's also a question that you have to ask. Now, there are a couple of suitors for Ben. And I think there are some teams that if you could get Ben Simmons for some of these guys, like I think a good fit for Ben would be going to Washington. Pair him up with Bradley Beal. If you can't pry Bradley Beal from Washington, they've got a lot of pieces over there. Of course, the Portland thing has been talked about as well. Um, I don't know what you can get from Golden State. I know that's been thrown out there, but mm, I doubt it. Uh, If you look at Toronto, if they start, you know, five and eight, five and nine, do they go, okay, you know what? We drafted Scotty Barnes. Let's tear this thing down. Uh, Yeah, we got to get rid of Fred Van Vliet. We got to get rid of Pascal. I mean, can I take Ben and get those two guys? If I could get those two guys, sign me up. Because I know Freddie is big time. And Pascal has also won the championship on that team. So, who comes in for Ben? That is a very, very tough question because that's going to determine how far this team can go as well. If they end up trading him. Okay, let's head over to the West. Go to State Warriors. Projected to be number three in the West and go 50 and 32. Um, is Clay plus the youth good enough? That's the question for this team. Because Clay's gonna come back at some point. And is that team gonna be good enough with the guys that they have? Because now you're looking at Moses Moody. You're looking at Kaminga. You're like, mm, I don't know. Now, a guy that I really like, and it's probably because I'm a homer, is Jordan Poole because he went to Michigan. He been he has been hooping. Okay, and Steph Curry is going to do his thing, of course. Andrew Wiggins has looked like a better player since coming to Golden State. He plays better defense. Um, he doesn't have to be number one, so he can just kind of play his role and do his thing, and he's been good for them. Avery Bradley's gone. They just waved him. Draymond's always going to do his thing. Otto Porter, is he still? I mean, he can shoot. Is he going to come in in shape, ready to go? And, of course, James Wiseman. Okay. Is he going to look serviceable at all? And if not, do they go after a guy like Pascal Siakam? I don't know. I don't know. Will they look at moving these guys? Now, from what I hear, it's no. Because they want to be able to go from Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green to whatever's next, which is probably going to be James Wise and Moses Moody and um, Jonathan Kaminga. Now, this team I never believed in, they're going to be great in the regular season again. I don't care because I just don't think that they have enough at the top. And that team is the Utah Jazz. They are projected to win 53 games and to be number two in the West. Now, is Donovan Mitchell great? Yes, he is. He's obviously a really, really, really good player. He's a star. Is Rudy Gobert really, really good at what he does? Yes, obviously. How many defensive player of the years has he won? A bunch. But... I mean, the team is good. Ingles, Royce O'Neal, Jordan Clarkson, Bogdanovich. They're going to get Eric Pascal. I mean, that's cool. Rudy Gay as a stretch four. All right, he can get buckets. Um, Hassan Whiteside, nobody likes him. But, okay, can he play spot minutes? Can he cover for Rudy while he's – yeah, of course. They got Jared Butler from Baylor. I don't know if he'll play at all, but I liked him there. But I just ha- my my question here is: their star power enough? Because I don't think so. 
They do not have enough top-end star power. You got Donovan Mitchell, but that's it. Rudy Gobert is not punishing people on the block for switching. We've seen that. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's not going to be enough to beat the Lakers or those other top teams, which we'll get to because a lot of guys are injured. Now, could this be the year? I mean, I don't think so because guess what? They didn't beat the Clippers last year and Kawhi Leonard was gone. So I think that's told me all I need to know about Utah. Now, the team that did get to the finals, and this is my last team in this category, the Phoenix Suns. Now, they're projected to win 50 games and to finish fourth in the West. That's kind of crazy to me, seeing as how they went to the finals last year. Will their stars be able to outshine the bigger Lakers? Now, I asked that question, are your two stars able to beat AD and LeBron James? And that question specifically came for this team. Because if you just look at them, you're like, wow, okay. They got Chris Paul, Devin Booker. That's star power. We saw it last year. They got DeAndre Ayton, who took another step last year in the playoffs. They got Mikael Bridges. They got Jay Crowder. Those guys can defend. They picked up Landry Shamit. They picked up Alfred Payton. They took a flyer on those two guys. They got decent upside, I believe. They got Cameron Payne, who could come off the bench. They got Cam Johnson, who could, I mean, Harrich and Kaminsky could be stretch fives. They even got JaVale McGee to help out in the paint when they need it. Now, my only question is can their two stars, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, be bigger stars than LeBron James and AD when it counts? That's the real question because last year they beat them and they were injured. And they weren't right all year. They had some issues. They go and they pick up Russell Westbrook. So is that going to work? We'll see. But can those guys play big when it matters? And I think Aiton is going to be a big part of that because of what he did last year and that growth that he took. Now, they don't want to pay him. Is that going to affect his play on the court? I hope not. Because I really want to see him continue to progress. Because remember, he was taking number one over Luka and Trey Young. So, that's the only question for Phoenix. I think they can beat everybody else in the West. They can beat Utah. They can beat Golden State. They can beat Portland. The Clippers would know Kawhi. They can beat the rest of those guys. I don't believe that anybody else in the West can beat Phoenix except for the Lakers. So we'll see. I'll be watching that. Now, we're going to move on to the next category. And I have one, two, three, four, four teams in the competitively close to the conference finals teams. Now, these teams don't have to necessarily get there, but they have to show that they're they're almost there. They're almost a top team in the East or West. That's the Dallas Mavericks. We're going to start there. Now, Luka is a super, superstar, super, superstar, right? And if he only had a number two, that could match, I'm not match, because if he were, if KP was able to match his play, they would be definitely in that next group conference finals. But I think if they can make like that, take that next step, because they haven't won a playoff series yet. If they can take that next step, if they can beat whoever they see in the first round and then go seven or beat whoever they're going to see in that second round, then you can see them making some progress. And the question is, can Luka and KP be LeBron and AD light? That's really what they have to be. Now, Luka is doing his thing. We're not going to worry about Luka. I picked them last year to go to the conference finals, and of course I was wrong. But it was all contingent on Porzingis rising to the level that he showed that he was going to play at in New York. 
in New York, it looked like he was going to be a force offensively and defensively. And in Dallas, he just hasn't looked that way all the time. He has some spurts and then he gets injured, which is always a problem for him. But if they can be LeBron and AD light, where you've got both these guys that you have to worry about on offense and then on defense, can KP really control and dictate what's going on, at least in the paint? Then they can be a, a big, big problem. They're projected to win 49 games and win and be number five in the West. We're going to move to the Eastern Conference because we've got the team that made it to the conference finals last year, and that is the Atlanta Hawks. I did not believe in Trey Young because I thought he was too small and that that stuff that he did in college wouldn't work. They would hunt him in the playoffs and because they did it to Steph Curry. And Steph Curry is bigger than Trey Young. That did not happen last year. And Trey Young bawled out. I cannot take anything away from Trey Young. He, I don't have any questions about him. He has clearly proven what he can do. My questions about the Atlanta Hawks is the new John Collins for real. If he can be what he was in the playoffs last year, that is going to make a big difference because now they have an inside scoring presence. He can pick and pop. He can pick and roll. And the biggest thing that he did last year in the playoffs was his defense and his offensive rebound. He was all over the glass. I mean, this dude looked like, oh, crap. He is going to be a problem. All right. So can is, is that the John Collins we're going to get? The one that they paid all the money for. Because he showed his worth, his value. And my next question is, will Hunter Reddish, and to a lesser degree, Oneka Okongwu, will they pop? Especially on defense. Right? Will they kind of step into that role as the wing defenders? Because they're going to need it. Kevin Herter is not a defender. I mean, he's good. Bogey is not really a defender like that. I mean, Solomon Hill. Gallo is definitely not defending on the perimeter. Trey Young is no. So they need those guys, specifically DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, to step up into that next tier of player. Right? Of Okay, here we go. I got to show. I got to show up. I think this is they're going into their third year. And then Okongu. Can he be like, shoot, a, a, a better defensive John Collins? Because they're both around the same size. But Okongu is is really, he was really great on defense at USC in college. And that's why they that's why they drafted him. Can he be like Capella Light? Because if he can, that, oh man, that's dangerous. They've got a shot to really, I mean, because they got enough firepower I mean, they could they hang with the Nets? I mean, the scores will be 160 to 155. But they got so much firepower. They got Trey. They got Herder, who showed up last year in the playoffs. They got Bowie. They got Gallo. They got Collins, who can do some things as well. I mean, they also got Lou Williams. Like, they could throw him in there and give him some run. So, those three young guys, they got to pop. And we want to see if Collins is, is for real. The new Collins. Playoff Collins. Now, this team is the team that lost to the Atlanta Hawks. And that's the New York Knicks. They are projected to be the eighth seed after being top four last year and win 46 games. Now, I don't necessarily believe in this team. I don't think I think it's just like how they look. They got two guys that are left-handed. You know, it's weird. It's weird seeing those left-handers. Um, I just, I don't know. They got Derrick Rose. He was their best scorer last year in the playoffs. That's not going to cut it. And they go and they get Kemba. And that's my first question. Is Kemba still good enough? Because his injuries are... They, yeah, he looks like a shell of himself. He looked like he might be completely done. Now, 
they kind of need him to be the Kemba that he was. And that's what they're banking on. They didn't have to pay him too much. Um, We'll see. I don't, I don't think he's going to be that guy anymore. I'm just... Derrick Rose is better than Kemba Walker right now. I think so. And my next question for the New York Knicks is, is anyone on this roster going to be a superstar? Julius Randle, all-star team. He did 24 and 10, six assists. I mean, he's really good last year. Is he a superstar? Not based on last year's playoffs. Is RJ Barrett going to be a superstar? Not based on last year's playoffs. That's why I'm like, if you compare those guys and go get, you know, shoot, if they, if they could go get Ben Simmons, I don't know. But I don't, this team doesn't scare anybody. I don't think so. They can't score the basketball. Now, quickly look good. We'll see what Obi Toppin is. He didn't really do anything last year. Um, Mitchell Robinson. I mean, I guess he should be really good on defense, but New Orleans Noel started over him. So we'll see. I'm not really excited about the Knicks. I don't really care about this team. I like Miles McBride. Quentin Grimes got buckets at Houston. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't think anybody on this team is going to be a superstar. So they're just going to be just good enough to make the playoffs every year until they get that guy that's like, hey, get me to New York, which could be Damian Lillard. Who knows? Okay, on to our last team in this category. This team made a lot of changes. They're like, you know what? We're going after it. We don't care. Say whatever you want to say. And that is the Chicago Bulls. Now, I love Lonzo. I mean, everybody loves Lonzo to that team specifically because of what he brings. But they also bring in DeMar DeRozan. People were like, "Eh, okay, okay, maybe. Maybe that could work. Now, defensively, he's terrible. But offensively, there is no, there is no forgetting that he can get buckets with the best of them, even without shooting threes. That's the crazy part. And they got Fusevich, who is 23-12-4. I mean, that's good. That is very good. So he'll be able to pick and pop. He'll be able to pick and roll. He'll be able to punish. Uh, smaller guys in the post. Vucevic is going to do his thing. I think with those guys being able to play a little bit more and also having Lonzo, who is a true distributor, he'll be able to get him the ball. He'll be able to play some pick and roll with him as well. They'll be able to take the ball out of Levine's hands just enough to be uh, productive and give him a break so that he's not making too many decisions and turning the ball over like he normally does. They also picked up Caruso. Everybody loves Alex Caruso. Come on. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., I mean, he'll be nice to have in. You throw some lobs to him. What is Kobe White and Patrick Williams going to be? That's the question. Because Patrick Williams can be a defensive player of the year candidate. That's how good he is on defense. But... If he can hit open shots, take what the defense is giving as they play really tough on DeMar and Lonzo and Levine and Buzovic. If he could just hit the shots he's giving, he can be a very, very instrumental part to this team. And Kobe White, what is he going to be? Is he just going to be an off-the-bench spark plug, go get his buckets? Is he going to be like a Jordan Clarkson? I mean, I guess that's that's kind of what he is. He's not a point guard. He's not a distributor. So, I mean, could they end up moving him? I think it's possible. I think it's possible they could. But, you know, we'll see. I really like Alex Caruso as that backup point guard or backup shooting guard. Either way, he's big enough to play both. But he could pass the ball a little bit, and he plays great defense, and he is explosive. Those are my four teams. So they all got to be at least in the second round. Showing progress, showing that what they have done is not junk. Okay, moving on to our next category. Now, these guys are playoffs or bust. All these guys want to make the playoffs no matter what, no matter what their team may look like, no matter who's there, who's not there. All these teams want to make the playoffs. And I'll start with... 
a couple of teams that are dealing with injuries. The Denver Nuggets. Questions are who are their point who's their point guard? Probably gonna be Monty Morris. But that brings us to our next question, and that is can Michael Porter Jr. be a number two? We saw him as a number three last year, the past couple of years, actually. We know he could get buckets. But if you're the number two guy after Jokic, that's a little bit more responsibility. Can he play make? Is he going to be serviceable on defense or is he going to be terrible? Right? He is huge. He's 6'10. So he can shoot over anybody. Now, can he take that same athleticism and want to and put it in on the defensive end as a number two guy? Can he? Will he? That's the question for the Nuggets. Though that team will still make the playoffs because Jokic is that good. He kind of has that Luka effect where, yeah, I'm the one star, but I'm good enough and I can do enough stuff to make sure my team gets to the playoffs, no matter who else is on the team. Denver Nuggets are projected to win 49 games and be number six seed. The Los Angeles Clippers are projected to win 43 games and be the number eight seed in the play-in. Will this year be just kind of, let's develop the young guys that we have? Because they did pretty good with drafting. They got Keon Johnson. They got Terrence Mann, who's still balling. They've got Brandon Boston Jr. I mean, they got a couple of young guys that might be able to do some things. They kept Isaiah Hartenstein on the roster. So will they say, let's just develop these young guys so that next year when Kawhi comes back, we got a team that's more ready and that's on cheap contracts. And they need to find a point guard for the future. Because Reggie Jackson and Eric Bledsoe, those guys are not point guards. They're basically shooting guards and point guard bodies. The Indiana Pacers are projected to win 44 games and be the ninth seed in the East. Is mediocrity okay? When will they find another star? I do not care about the Indiana Pacers. They've got DeMontis Sabonis. He's very good. They should trade for Ben Simmons. You got Michael Bro- Malcolm Brogdon. You've got Karis LeVert. You've got a bunch of guys on that team. Trade for Ben Simmons. Go get you a star and try to build around him and Sabonis. Point blank. New Orleans Pelicans. They are projected to be 42 and 40 and to be number 10 in the West. Will the talent finally gel and grow under Willie Green? I really like Brandon Ingram. He is good. Of course, Zion Williams is very good as well. But guess what? He's always injured. He's injury prone. Is he going to figure out his body? That is the number one question in New Orleans. But they got Kyra Lewis. They got Devontae Graham. They got Alexander Walker. I mean, they've got some young guys. Jackson Hayes, Najee Marshall. And then you got, of course, the pillars, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. Are they going to be able to figure out and are those guys going to take a next step? Because you got two guys who can be really, really, really good superstars, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. You really do. But Zion has to figure his body out, man, or that team's going nowhere. They could trade for somebody, not not Ben Simmons. I think that team could try to go and get Damian Lillard, try to get Maybe even try to get CJ. I don't know. I don't know. Nah, nah, CJ's not enough. If they go get Dane, I don't know who they have to give up. Definitely Brandon Ingram. But if they go get Dane, then I think that changes things for that team. The Minnesota Timberwolves are projected to win 35 games and be number 11 in the West. Now, this team needs to show some pro- some progress. They just do. They have new ownership. Guys might start getting moved. They already got the GM up out of there because they didn't like what he was doing. Now, is Cat, this is my question here, will Cat get back on the superstar track that he was on beforehand? And who's playing defense on this team? Nobody plays defense on this team at all. Ant-Man is going to be a monster. He already is putting people on posters he is not afraid. He does not care. Now, if you can take Ant-Man and you can take Cat and they can be superstars, then you have a problem in the West. You do. You do. But they got to play defense. They have to. D'Angelo Russell is not playing defense. He'll get you 20-7, and seven, 
and you know you'll be cool with that. He's not playing defense, but him and uh, him and Cat are buddies. So I mean, I guess that's good. I mean, can they play together? Can they both stay healthy? Who knows? Somebody's gonna have to play some defense. Cause I feel like these guys are underachieving every year. When they had Jimmy Butler, they got to the playoffs. He pushed those guys, even though they didn't like him. He pushed them to be better. Since he left, the team stinks again. That's all we got on the Timberwolves. Now, another team that's kind of in that same category, Sacramento Kings. Projected to win 33 games, number 12 in the West. They're projected to stink again. But I think they do have a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. One of my questions here is what can you get for Bagley and Heal? Maybe they go get Ben Simmons. <laughs> I know y'all are going to be tired of me saying that, but the possibilities are endless. Endless. Would they play like a three-point guard lineup with Halliburton, Mitchell, and Fox? That could be very sexy. I would like that. But I think the, the, the path to the new Kings is what can you get for Bagley and what can you get for heel? Or can you package them and go get another guy that's really, really good? Possible. But I'm pretty sure that this team wants to make the playoffs. They're tired of sucking, just like the Minnesota Timberwolves. They try to, they're tired of being bums, just like the New Orleans Pelicans. They're tired of being bums. All of these teams have talent but are underachieving every year for one reason or another. Now, these teams... I think we'll be satisfied with that kind of playing playoffs deal. A lot of these teams could fit in both categories. So New Orleans, Minnesota, and Sacramento could easily be in this category. Playing. We're good with playing. Can we get to the playing? Gives ourselves a, give ourselves a chance to get into the playoffs. So we're going to start with Memphis. Projected to win 42 games and be number nine in the West. That's playing territory. The first question is where will Jaws help come from? Now, after seeing Jaron Jackson Jr. light up the Bulls in preseason, I think that answers my second question. And it says, can 3J make an all-star jump? He has to be a perennial all-star for this pairing to really work and for them to make some noise. Ja is clearly a superstar and is going to be a problem every year. Can he get a running mate? He's in the same position as Luca, where you go like, this guy's a superstar by himself. Can his number two really be a number two, like a perennial all-star, borderline all-NBA guy? Can Jaron Jackson Jr. be that? I think this team has a lot of variants. Like, they can be really good or they can be worse than number nine, especially if they don't get help from these other guys, not named John Morant. We've got the Washington Wizards, who are projected to be 41 and 41 and be number 11 in the East. That is not good. That is just out of the plan. And the first question for this team is will this team be good enough? To keep Bradley Bill happy. Because we know once he goes on the market, is all bets off. People are coming with the best packages they could possibly find. But I feel like because of the trade with the Lakers, can they package those guys? Because they got Kuzma, who I don't know. I just always like Kuzma. He's got a good body as far as like his size and his skill set to be something. But can they package, I don't know, Kuzma, Denny Avdia, Rui Achimura? Can they go get somebody with that? Now, if you're trying to go get Ben Simmons, you're going to have to put Spencer Dinwiddie in that deal. You're probably going to have to go and put guys who can actually play. KCP, maybe Aaron Holiday. You're going to have to put real guys. Kyle Kuzma, probably. If they can go against Ben Simmons and put him with Bradley Beal, which I talked about earlier, I think now you can reset and rebuild around those two and actually go somewhere. The Charlotte Hornets are projected to win 43 games and be number 10 in the East. 
Now, besides LaMelo, who else has room for growth on this team? Because you have Terry Rozier. I mean, we know what he is. He's a bucket. He plays good defense. I mean, Ish Smith. I mean, with it. Gordon Hayward, we know what he is. He's a high-level guy that's going to play very smart basketball. He can be a distributor. He can score. He can do a lot of different things. You got Mason Plumley. I mean, he'll be solid in the paint. He's a very good passer. Then they got P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges. They have these guys that are like tweener three fours who can shoot and who can fly but play no defense. Jaden McDaniels, what is he going to be? I mean, Kelly Oubre, we, I think we kind of know what he is. He'll be better on this team than he was last year for Golden State. But, I mean, are those guys really getting any better? I don't know. Which brings me to my next question for them is how much will the draftees play? Because they got Book Knight, who's had that crazy slam on somebody. And then they got Kai Jones. They got Vernon Carey, who didn't play much last year. And they got Nick Richards, who didn't play much last year. Those guys are bigs. So, will those young guys play more? Because I think the ceiling for this team is really low. Now, LaMelo might take another jump, like a Luka jump that second year when he came back. He was even better than he was the first year. LaMelo is going to be really, really good. Really good. And I think he raises the floor for this team because he'll make all these other guys better. But the ceiling is is low because they don't have a lot of top-tier talent. Now, the Toronto Raptors. Projected to win 34 games and be number 12 in the East. Now, if I, I think if they're that bad, they could be in the next category, which I won't spoil for you. These, these three teams could actually all three be in the next category. The Toronto Raptors, Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Now, sticking with Toronto, which way do they go? Do they buy or do they sell? That's my question. And if they do sell... What can they get for Pascal? What can they get for Van Vliet? Because those guys are going to be in high demand. If they start to lose this many games and they end up 34 and 48, I believe that they'll start selling. They'll start saying, okay, what can we get for our top guys? Here you go, Scotty Barnes. We drafted you for a reason. Pascal already wasn't happy with his role last year. So I think the Toronto Raptors can go either way. If they start winning, will they try to go and get a guy? Who knows? You know, uh, Masai Ujiri can make some deals. Cavaliers. I like the young pieces, but will Mobley become a superstar? Because if he doesn't, they'll be rebuilding for the next six years. Darius Garland is very good. I like him. I think he's going to continue to grow and get better. Colin Sexton is a bucket already. He's going to average 25. But, I mean, Jared Allen, they paid him a lot of money. Okay, cool. He's going to be good on defense. Again, I don't see a guy that's a one, a number one. You got to have a one. Because if you got a lot of threes, your team not, your team's just not going to be that good. So they got Okoro. What is he going to be? He's still got some room. We don't know what, he's, what he is yet. They're going to get Rubio. I, mean, I like him, just not for this team. This team's too young. Rubio needs to go to a contender where he can actually be used for something good. I mean, but Obley, Denzel Valentine, Kevin Love is still on that team. I don't know how that's possible. They're going to get Lowry Marketing. They got a lot of good pieces. Hey, guess what they can go do? Take those guys and go get who? Go get Ben Simmons. I don't know. Why not? He's got a higher upside than all these guys. Oklahoma City Thunder. Besides Shane, are any of these guys any good? I think if they are, they'll show some progress and they'll be close, somewhere close to the play-in. If they're not good, they'll be rebuilding for more and more and more and more years. They'll be two years away from two years away. Because we know Shea is a bucket. Shea can do it all. He's got great size. Um, but Tail Maladon, I mean, I don't know. We know what Doherty is, but he's better served being on a contender. He's not going to do much on this team. Poku, I mean, he's weird. 
Trey Mann, that they got from Florida. He's a rookie. Josh Giddy, rookie. Isaiah Roby, Darius Baisley. Like, are these guys good? I don't know. We've got to see these guys play some meaningful basketball. Because right now, it's just like, all right, roll the ball out. Oh, shoot, y'all are winning too much. Play all the younger guys. Lose more games so we can get a high draft pick. I want to see Darius Baisley play meaningful basketball. I want to see if these guys can play. Poku, is he, like, for real, or is he, like, this mythical character, kind of like Bobo? Like, are these guys actually going to be any good? Or are they just, like, these intriguing players that are great for 2K? Shout out to DJ Wilson. He went to University of Michigan, so he's on that team. So the last three teams I talked about, Toronto, Cleveland, Oklahoma City, they can be in this next category as well. And this last category is competitively bad. Because there are teams that do not want to win games. They want to look good. They want to see some promise from the guys that they have. And they want high draft picks. I think these first two teams could fit in the next category, which is let's try to get in the play-in. And the first team I'm going to talk about is the San Antonio Spurs, who I loathe because y'all see what time it is. Detroit basketball, okay? If you're watching on YouTube. By the way, like, subscribe, share, download. Y'all know what time it is. San Antonio Spurs, is Murray a number one? Because that's really all you have to look forward to with this team. I mean, Keldon Johnson is cool, but I don't see him being like a top three player on a championship level team. Maybe he has that somewhere. I don't know. But is Murray a one? Because what else do they have? They just drafted Primo, who's really, really young. He's 19 or 18, rather. I mean, they got Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Brent Forbes. They haven't really shown much since they've been there. I mean, and they got Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell. We didn't see anything last year from him. Joe Wieskamp, they just drafted, who could shoot it. Trey Jones, who I really like that Duke. He can really defend. He can pass the ball. But, I mean, guess what you can do with all these guys? You you know. You know exactly what I'm going to say. Trade them for Ben Simmons. Go get a one. Uh, they don't have a star. Tank. My team, the Detroit Pistons, are projected to win 23 games and be 14th, which is second to last in the East. Now, I got two questions. Three questions, actually. Is Hayes a bust? Which I don't think he is. I saw some good stuff when he was playing, but he had some injury issues. Um... Can the team take another step? Now, most people are not watching Detroit Pistons games. However, I watched a f- more than a few games. I watched a good chunk of games. And they have young guys who can play. Now, are any of them ones? Can any of them be superstars? That answer is a definite no. Killian Hayes, I don't think he's going to be a superstar. Hamadou Diallo, not a superstar. Sadiq Bey, very good, not a superstar. Isaiah Stewart, not a superstar. Josh Jackson, not a superstar. All of these guys played well last year, and they showed some promise. Even Jeremy Grant is very good. He is more of a 2-3-ish. I'll put him in that Chris Middleton area. He's unproven because he haven't really had the chance to be proven. In the role that he has now. They need a number one. And that is Kay Cunningham. Now. If Kay Cunningham is a rookie of the year candidate. And he can come in and hoop. Like we all think that he can. Then I think that this team is. Playing eligible. I think they can get to a point. Where they might be able to force themselves. Into the play in conversation. If Kay Cunningham has more bumps in the road, you know, more valleys than peaks, which 
it's possible. I mean, all rookies have some issues, but if if he has a little bit harder, a little bit of a harder time, then yeah, they're they're not gonna be any good. But we just want those guys to progress and get better, which we haven't had in a long time. We've had these middling teams that that stink, but they're all old. So I'm really, really glad that we finally have pivoted into, okay, let's start the rebuild. Let's get rid of Blake. Let's get rid of everybody. Start the rebuild. Be bad. Because this that's the only way a team like Detroit or San Antonio, they're going to get a superstar. Nobody's going there unless you have it prefabricated for a superstar to step in. And even then, you're probably not going to get one unless you trade for him. So... How good will Cade be? We'll see. Speaking of Cade Cunningham, these two guys are going to be attached at the hip for their careers. And that's Jalen Green and the Houston Rockets. They are projected to win 18 games and be number 14 in the West. How good will that backcourt be with Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green? Because they have the size as a backcourt to that size that they have is going to really, really help them. Now, they both can get buckets. Who's going to pass the ball? I don't know. But they've got great upside. I remember watching Kevin Porter Jr. in like these uh, mixtape YouTube videos, and his athleticism was amazing. I mean, he was slamming it. It was crazy. I'm like, dang, who's this guy? And then I had never heard about him again because he had his issues at USC. Then he had his issues in Cleveland and they threw him out of there. So can he grow up a little bit? Hopefully. And how good will him and Jalen Green be? Because that is going to determine the future of this franchise. Does Christian Wood stay? If I'm Houston, maybe I go try to trade for a guy like Marvin Bagley, who's younger, who has maybe some upside potential that we have not seen. Because Christian Wood is, they paid him, but this team and Christian Wood is not, they're not on the same timeline. So dump Christian Wood, get rid of him, try to get some more picks or try to get another maybe young big guy if you can. I think Lowry Marketing would have been a good pick for them if they could have got him. Last but not least, the Orlando Magic. They are projected to win 17 games and be the worst team in the league. My, my question is, is is Suggs a number one, a number two, or a number three? I think Jalen Suggs is obviously going to be good, but is can he be? Is he going to turn out to be the best player on the championship team, a second best player, or a third best player? I don't know. Obviously, nobody knows. And then, are any of these other guys good? They're all injured. I mean, we know Jonathan Isaac is really good, but he's not healthy. When will he be healthy? I don't know. Markel Fultz is there. I I don't know. I don't know. RJ Hampton is there. Is he going to get some burn? You know, hopefully. I mean, Wendell Carter got traded away. I mean, are any of these guys worth, you know, a second contract? That's the question for Orlando. So that is all 30 teams. You're welcome. This is what you need to know and ask yourself and watch for as you watch this NBA season this year. Um, Definitely, if you guys have some feedback, I'm on Instagram at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. You can email the show the number one. Tony Rambles at gmail.com. I am always all ears. I'm also on YouTube, the Living Numbers Podcast. Search it up, it'll be there. Leave me a comment. And uh, I think that's it. Oh, you know what? Today in history. On this day, October 15th, 1966, Dave Bing made his first. NBA star for the Detroit Pistons. First game, drafted number two overall. And he was the first guard to lead the NBA 
in scoring in the 1967-1968 season. And of course, he's a legend in the city of Detroit. He did so much as a civic leader in the community, and he built a $60 million business. So there you go. Dave Bing, shout out to you. That's all I have for you all today. This is our NBA preview. All the questions about every team. It's a long episode, but hey, you know we had to do it right. We had to be thorough. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share. If you know anybody that likes NBA, share this with them. You know, see what they think. And if they don't, if they don't like it, hit a like anyway. Throw a comment in there. Of course, follow me on IG at underscore Tony Rambles underscore. That's all I have for you all today. This is your host, Tony Rambles, and I will see you all in the next one. Peace.